0: As I live and breathe, and as I transition to just breath one day, the legacy I seek to leave is that we will all know each other with empathic and intuitive literacy, and we will be able to read each other's autonomy and highest selves without challenge and competition that results in capitalist destruction. You know what I mean? Like, it's not about destroying each other for gain. It's about communal inclusivity, and it's about elevating karmas. Elevating changers. But it starts with me telling my own story. I don't know if you've ever heard that African proverb, the lion doesn't tell his story. The bitch is just going to stay in the cage. So...
1: Okay. Hello, my cosmic baddies. Wow. I am beyond. I am buzzing today. The guest, the amazing luminary we have on the podcast. It's so hard to put into words what they truly do, but I'm going to give it my best Virgo shot. We have on the podcast today, Leo Rising, a multidiscipline flow and energy-based yoga teacher, a multidimensional spiritual teacher, someone I personally consider a thought leader, a rule breaker, a change maker in their field. And I have been watching Leo rising from afar with so much admiration, so much appreciation, so much respect for their journey since 2010. They have been a guide for powerful figures in every aspect of life, the wellness industry, in the celebrity field, government, politics, real influencers of culture. Look to him to how to be trained in a fully sustainable and holistic, mystical, aligned, purpose-filled life. And I think that Leo Rising is truly beyond words, what they offer to our community. They are truly in a path of clarity, of uh, charisma, of offering sweetness at once, but also tough love. And it was over this past year, especially during the second wave of the Black Lives Matter movement, that I watched Leo Rising really rise truly into another level of leadership that is so needed, especially in the spiritual and wellness industry. And I'd also just like to say that Leo Rising's soul is one that I deeply, deeply admire and resonate with. And his magic knows no bounds. So without further ado, hello, my Raja Leo rising. How are you? Say hello to everyone.
0: Hi, Maddie. And hello, everyone. I'm just Trying to figure out if I can wipe my eyes with uh, a jade palm stone. Thank you. You can read at my funeral in 102 years. I will make sure you outlive me. So you do
1: it. (laughs) (laughs) When we are on a spaceship beaming your soul back to where it came, I will give a eulogy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sincerely. Oh my God. That was, you even mentioned points of my life that I thought, like you mentioned points of like where you witnessed me. And you're crystallizing and healing them in a way that until the pandemic, I don't know if I truly sat with them and said, like, thank you. I'm proud of you, yoga teacher, Leo Rising. Like, you did that. That was eight strong years. You Mm -hmm. did that. So I really heard that. And I thank you so much.
1: Well, you are truly, to me, the embodiment of a multi-potentialite, multi-passionate being mm. who's shape-shifting always into truly, like even Leo rising, like you are always rising and I always see you expanding. But why don't you introduce yourself in your own words and tell people a little bit about whatever, what you do, who you are. <laughs> it's so hard to articulate.
0: I mean, you nailed it. I'm a show-upper a presence amplifier for always starting with my own and God's and then meeting God and other people. I identify with being a narrative healer. I've taken everything that I experience from mentoring yoga teachers and mentoring movers, uh, the clinical aspects, the anatomy aspects, the energy aspects, definitely. And I've found that I went to yoga to heal from trauma in the performing arts and yoga crystallized and put me back in a cocoon and set me right back into the world of my dreams. But that's my physical dreams. So I'm very much still a working actor, which I found to be phenomenal. Very much still a catalyst for change, specifically with people who have psionic gifts or or identify as being spiritually gifted, but don't want to just be a reader. They want to be able to apply it in their corporate job. They want to be able to, to be a great bomb. They're trying to reconcile generational wealth or trauma. Like, what is that code? How do I, I break it? And so I think that the university did a great job of actioning a lot of coaches and peers to guide. You know, I'm officially an intimacy coordinator for film which has been wonderful. Focus right now is LGQBT plus people and people of color and diversity, equity, and inclusion within fields of intimacy or erotic expression and making sure they're safe on set. And I know that that came from me looking at the human body and seeing everything that I see. And, you know, at yoga studios and at yoga conferences, I wasn't going to run up on somebody and be like, so that thing in your back thigh is really your ex. <laughs> you know, like your guide's telling me. <laughs> I found other ways to communicate my channeling and my mediumship. And so I know that as I live and breathe, and as I transition to just breath one day, the legacy I seek to leave is that we will all know each other with empathic and intuitive literacy, and we will be able to read each other's autonomy and highest selves without challenge and competition that results in capitalist destruction. You know what I mean? Like, it's not about destroying each other for gain. It's about communal inclusivity, and it's about elevating karmas, elevating changers. But it starts with me telling my own story. I don't know if you've ever heard that African proverb, the lion doesn't tell his story, you know, his ass, the bitch is just going to stay in the cage. So...
1: Also, where I'm at right now is okay, ladies and uh, gentlemen, and my uh, everybody in between, and that's it, that's the podcast because that was everything <laughs> that was packed, that was magical. I'm like, that was it, that's that's the podcast, that's the tweet. This oh, is yes. why I freaking love you. I love you. I'm like, you are so full, you have so many things going on, and you articulate things that my Chiron and Gemini cannot articulate. I'm like, you have it too. It. Yeah. I have a. And ironically, we're like the loudest all over the place. People talking. So <laughs> <laughs> that your wound? Does is your Does hear me?
0: Does anyone hear me? <laughs> <laughs> just throw your hands in the air.
1: Throw your hands in the air. You just said and you speak in air back to so many things in my soul that I feel, and you even take them one level further and challenge me and push me in such beautiful ways. But oh, that's I mean. First of all, congratulations! I love how you weave together so many areas of life—the performing arts. Again, I watched you. I stalked you from afar. I found you through Amanda Bodier, and I legit <laughs> was like, "Who is the star?" Like just like watching you, the warrior you're doing yoga at the time. My but God, performing the arts. Shift. That's how, long I've been, that's how long I've been lurking on you. Okay. Just like, wow, like powerhouse. And then I had the pleasure of like connecting with you this past year. But could you walk us through a little bit of, I'm always curious about where we come from, like our childhood. Like, was any of this, or I'm guessing all of it, like sparked at a young age? Were you drawn to spirituality or the performing arts, or all of the above? What was that like? I know you grew up in Yonkers, New York.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Tell us about that. I'm so curious about (laughs) how you got here. I'm like, how?
0: Yonkers is, you know, Dante's Inferno. Yonkers is a stop towards the Inferno. And Yonkers is where you incarnate when God specifically isn't punishing you, but you might have ran your mouth similar to Lucifer and needs to be checked. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't think Lucifer was like a bully or anything. I don't think Lucifer's like the big old bad devil. But I definitely think he ran his mouth one day. Forgot like, oh, oh, oh you're pretty, but you're not that pretty. And you, you're gonna reincarnate in Yonkers. Oh my- <laughs> I call Yonkers the place where there are brilliant people. That the karma of the the city. It, wait, Yonkers isn't considered a, a city on itself. It's a corporation of the city of Yonkers. Like it, the, it's it's mm-hmm. like incorporated city. It's because the United States, George. Wood Teeth Washington.
1: Little Wood teeth. Little Wood
0: Teeth. Much respect to you or whatever. Don't attack me. George Washington and the founding peoples of the Pilgrim. I, I'm descendant of some pilgrims, so I'm definitely watching my mouth. <laughs> I was like... They used Yonkers to cut up a lot of the East Coast in the coastal land. So Yonkers was a protected place. It was like the Bat Cave. Not the Bat Cave is a little too dark. It's, it was a place where the the neighboring towns and a lot of upstate New York were were chopped up. Some of Long Island were chopped up. Yonkers is everyone treats it like it's the baby, and it predates all the cities around it, all the villages around it but it wouldn't become its own thing to like a hundred and some odd years ago. So everyone went to Yonkers because it was the place you can finally enter before that you couldn't enter it. That's why like Mount Vernon, like there were mansions in Mount Vernon that belonged to founding fathers and their team. So Westchester County is very powerful. It's very old magic. It's very old consciousness. And it's a, it sits on that Hudson river and it's cliffs, trees, all four seasons and saltwater. And and in African traditions of metaphysics and spirit, when you have a river that runs into salt water, you have the magic of the entire earth. You have everything you need, right? Mm -hmm. And like to to live in New York and to be able to drive into Manhattan Island and be able to have an island or to have the river, no matter what you're chosen, who your patron is, who your god is, like you have everything you need. You You have all four seasons. But the one thing you don't really have in Yonkers is the opportunity to give back to the city and the city give back to you. And so my mission from a child was always like, did you ever watch the musical theater show with Catherine McPhee? Let me be your
1: star. Oh, I know exactly. What smash. Talking about. smash. Okay. When
0: Smash came out, I was literally like, that just needs to be me because <laughs> I was a desperate, desperate little person. I love the idea of singing. And so if you ask my family, I was seeing spirits and talking to adults like I was an adult from the time I could and walking and tumbling, but also... I always wanted to play in hair. I love hair. And I always wanted to honor women. My grandmother is, she was the medicine woman on my maternal side. There's mm. a bunch of healers and medicine people and pastors. And my father's family and my mother's family have all three judo Christian religions active in them. And then they teeter off to like people that are metaphysical and then in Ifa. And so my family is extremely eclectic and everyone loves and accepts each other. Oh, and then wow. my ass came out and I'm the alien. So instead of being the black sheep, because I never felt not included. I was definitely included. What I felt like was the breakout. But I did turn, I did ask my to go away before I became seven. They were intense. And when I was in middle school, I turned them down again. But that was good because hormones got involved. And then I was definitely like trying to curse people during kickball and whatnot. Because, <laughs> you know, hormones.
1: <laughs> Hormonal? Like Interdimensional beings with psychic powers is actually a recipe for kind of disaster. I never thought about why we yeah. probably drop away from some of those gifts at that age because.
0: <laughs> or like you think you turned them off and you didn't. What they did is they just put you in your body more without pain. And mm. so you're anxious and your mouth is running. Like the stuff you need to function, right? Your guides will time release it. God will time release things. If you're like, I don't want all of it.
1: Oh, I love that. So, wow. Okay. So always had that in you. And then you said that- And a good did, support
0: system for it.
1: G- support yeah. system. Your family for sounds amazing. For not it. for arts, not it. for the
0: <laughs> arts, but for the, the grander scheme of things, they supported that.
1: I just ate my microphone. I'm laughing so hard. Okay. And then your journey- so you kind of went back to the spiritual like cocoon you call it, the chrysalis of yoga that brought many... you in after <laughs> the performing arts industry, because that can be really brutal, I imagine, and, and beautiful, brutal all at once. Beautiful.
0: In the animal kingdom, a failed chrysalis is a dead caterpillar. Humans don't have to reincarnate that fast. Some do. And I have reference for that. I definitely had a few turns. There's, I believe in seven year cycles and 13 year cycles, Mm -hmm. 13 years is Pluto, I believe. And seven years is just everyone's little, some cycles are shorter than that, obviously. Some Mm -hmm. are a lot longer, some are 28, 27. (laughs) Okay, we'll get there. There were portals that I could have gone through where certain things for acting could have happened earlier. Those portals, all the ingredients weren't there. The guardianship wasn't there. My mother's accessibility wasn't there. My sister wasn't, like my dad died when I was, like there's reasons. It doesn't mean anything's off. It just means there's portals. And there's a lot with that world that if you're unprepared for it, it could be so shit. (laughs) Yoga, or I don't want to say yoga, but the business of discovering yourself. And Mm -hmm. I do consider it performative, performing discovery for people so they can relate because the human beings need to be entertained. I don't use the word authentic unless I really know something's authentic and I'm like mm-hmm. legit fireside or mm-hmm. I'm one on like if you and I were just kicking on the phone, I'd be like, that was a really authentic thing. You said value it. How I would tell my clients is like, that's not something I would put in your bio, but you should know you're that beat. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, you know that. This stage of my life, I'm, I'm a blessed 33. Mm-hmm. I'm so grateful I got here considering the trajectory of of last year, 2020, with COVID, the pandemic, as you mentioned, the second wave of Black Lives Matter and just the world in general, like to be a Black queer person and to be able to keep finding themselves. I think 22 people from my Facebook transitioned because of COVID directly. A few of them were on a cruise ship that my ex-husband took me on. And so that was interesting. You know what I mean? Like, it was just a matter of like, these are people that I Remember dancing with them and doing the bachata, and the world is very real. And so, transforming not back into, but transforming to my true self and realizing it's a constant integration system and having the clients that I did today. You know, 2026 20, was crazy. Like, 2026 20, to like 2020. 20, I'm sorry. Oh my God. 2026.
1: 20, I was like, Have you been there? So, what's going on there? 2016,
0: 2019, when I like really look at who I was in service to mm-hmm. and what that. Even with me, without ever flexing, like, this is my client. There are no mistakes in the universe. And mm-hmm. we have, I, do, I genuinely, we have to synergize beside anyone on this planet to activate the messages of our guides and that the cosmos wants us to activate. I think it's really important that we are there for people. I do think some people need more solo time, but I found that my cocoon is within my garden, my inner atmosphere and landscape. And my purposefulness is with and for people, mother to the world one day.
1: Yeah, and you do so much of it so well. I feel like every time I see your Instagram, you're raising money for a group or championing a voice or or speaking up. I could do more. (laughs) I mean, stop, don't even. But you do do it all, like the word you said about entertaining people. I think that's what is one of your superpowers. And we'll talk about that in your chart later. But like you do, you bring things that are really hard to wrap your head around, either from the spiritual, metaphysical realm, and you deliver it, I think in ways that's like storytelling, it's like poetry. When I was trying to write your bio, this word like poet, art, artist just kept coming up. I was like the words, like your quotes, you put up what you say on Instagram. I'm like, you have such a direct line to all this information. And it's like digestible though. And it's like snackable and it's yummy, but it's like that snack that hits you, like eating astronaut food. You're like, you thought that was a snack. That was a whole meal. It was a whole week of meals of actually of nutrition that you needed. So you're welcome.
0: So <laughs> and- when I write the book, you guys... You guys know that she's the only person who's editing my book, right?
1: <laughs> Actually,
0: Maddie, you might edit everything. You're about to get another job.
1: <laughs> I'm like you. I'm like the multi. I'm like, good, more, more. What else can I do? Who needs to sleep? I don't need it. <laughs>
0: I didn't sleep last night. Uh -uh. I know
1: you didn't. I know because you're like connected to something different. One reason I actually wanted to have you on here, a lot of people I want to like interview, but part of me was, I was like, you know, I have things I'm so curious about in your journey, but I really wanted to ask you too, like, what is present to you right now? Because I know your guides are always sending you something. I know you're open and you are, I do want to commend you. You are really devotional. Like what I was just saying about the entertainment and showing up, you handle some really big subjects. Whether it's social injustice, deep pain, you know, showing up for communities of people that are really hurting, or just trying to funnel down really nebulous, ancient wisdom concepts that not everyone is attuned to, and you deliver them with equal parts, like lover warrior energy, like poet artist, entertainer, educator. And that's a really hard balance to strike. So I just want to thank you for showing up so beautifully like that. And then I just wanted to really hand the mic over to you of like, what do you need to tell us today? Because I feel like you went to come on today. I am like, my ego is like backseat. I'm like, you're not driving this ship, all right? You're just here to hold space for what needs to come through.
0: This is so funny because I'm so ready to... Like, first of all, I do think that what needs to come through is I like to say that one of my major gifts is functional auric amplification, which is why my favorite stories to tell are ensemble because everyone plays a role in the ingredient of the cake or the lasagna, like, you know what I mean? Like, whatever we're cooking, like everyone, there's a vital ingredient. This is not Nona's sauce. This is not her sauce. Put the oregano back and the basil on top, not inside the noodle. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's not inside, it's on top. So um, I love it. But I I say that's because it's it's important, right? So I view mediumship and the coaching that comes with it and the spiritual uh, core competencies that activate another person, like you being excited and and you like metabolizing what you know of my chart and what you're feeling in the energies, or amplification. And so it I like watching that, like hearing it, but I also I'm working on receiving everything that you're saying because it's, I have to be a clear channel for them to talk to me, but I also have to be that clear when I'm acting and there's no separation anymore. You told me a while ago that I was art curian, like that would be my alien class. And I was like, you can't tell anybody that. Like I was like, I don't know. I go in these moments, of like, no one needs to know shit. <laughs> I'm like, why are people sharing charts? But I knew charts like when the adults around me were writing, drawing them. And my sister was breaking down the horoscopes in the newspaper and telling me what it really meant, mm. you know. And I think the reason I I orate the way they do and I connect the dots the way they do is because even though I grew up around women whose cycles are on or either on they're, or they're really on top of it, like it's like you're in that lunar energy. You can't help mm-hmm. but just connect and you want to anticipate. And so people are like, oh, like a people pleaser. I'm like, eh. similar uh, nervous system autonomy, less damage. I didn't come from a family that was like glorious. I don't know the network television rating for the episodes of that household. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think it could come on anything but Showtime at 11. You know, <laughs> like, I don't, I, I was cussing. Like, it wasn't for all that. But what I, when you ask me, like, where am I at now? It's really about writing stories that I want to tell, that mm-hmm. I want to be in, and not feeling opportunistic and not feeling, how did I say it the other day, guys? What did I say? I was watching, I made just, I made just show you by Michaela Cole. It's so raw. I can tell when some things are her experience and when it hurts her honoring people's experiences, which I think is a gorgeous note. Like you have to be looking for it to even care to tell, right? But I was afraid if I did that, it'd be self indulgent. If I start telling the stories that are not told and then wanting to be in them. And myself indulgent, and so that's what my guides are helping me and actually me through. But because in yoga we used to call it like dharma talks, and so you had mm-hmm. to give like a seven minute dharma talk before a ninety minute class, or a four minute dharma talk within an hour class, and then you like you know you, I was really great at dharma yoga, which is like really threading the themes. Before I knew about the the book Discovery of Witches, I always considered myself a weaver because weaver. people can say things, and I'm like mm-hmm make it make sense <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's like got it let's go mm-hmm. but that term exists because that reality exists like people really live out there that way that's what a shaman is that's mm-hmm. what a tribal medicine person is we listen mm-hmm. to the stories columbia university has the narrative medicine program now mm-hmm. i'm insistent on them just giving me just I'm give, just it, to give it to me just
1: like just give it to me do you know I was like, just it was like i'll
0: write one paper but stop <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, we know this is for me, okay? So, so really, I really, I, I would no, love,
0: true. I would love to contribute to that program so they could witness the people there that are intuitive can witness somebody have it applied. I've seen the effect of of the actresses, black actresses that I've worked with that were intuitive and were at that space of do I conform for the producers or do I unleash mm. my inner mystic woman and never look back? And I'm like, it's a never look back. If God sent you to me, it's a never look back. I'm probably only going to make my little $188, but it's a never look back. <laughs> and after that person, I definitely brought my rate up to something skyrocketing and ridiculous and never told anybody why. And they're like, you're, you're this? And I'm like, mm-hmm. And they're like, why? And I'm like, none of your business. <laughs> you don't get to know the no. the cost of my alabaster box. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I have a great coach. I have great coaches now. I, I spent um, 2020 aiding my community and preparing mm-hmm. for that. So November, I'm sorry, October, 2019, I kept getting premonitions from being told that New York was going to be really cold and really dark and zombie-like and people mm-hmm. are going to be inside and you need to get them to not be trapped in themselves. Mm-hmm. And so I deconstructed, I my favorite thing in the world is horror because I've seen some very supernatural things, so I'm not afraid. I find a lot of it funny. And mm-hmm. I think I think a lot of it is like Jungian. This mm-hmm. means this means this, or this is past life stuff. Like a lot of what we see in modern horror, like that's how we were treating each other like thousands mm-hmm. of years and centuries ago because we didn't have thumbs. So that violence was like that's how it was happening. <laughs> not to laugh. It's like that's what people were doing to each other. Like when they're like, "Where do you get that idea?" I'm like.
1: <laughs> the collective, conscious. collective consciousness. Collective consciousness. He's
0: probably Jack the Ripper in a past life, but like, who knows? Horrible name. <laughs> but, anyways, I decided to call it the Unhunted House. Mm-hmm. And it was a de escalation process. And I systematically wanted to approach it and leave people with tools and access to other folks. And then I moved to California November 1st, 2019. And I got an agent. I did everything right in California. And then COVID. Good. I Uh didn't get it, but the world got it. Uh And I was like, more inward? More inward? Like screaming like Jennifer Love Hewitt. And I still know what you did last time. I'm like, (laughs) just take me out. Like, you have to be kidding me.
1: More inward? I I know. And we had no idea. We're like, more inward? And like, real inward. We all sensed
0: something, but we all like, we also weren't supposed to know. There was no way to stop it. Some of my communities say that the ritual began like seven years ago. So there was no mm-hmm. way to, by the time we caught it, there was no way to stop it. And it makes us consider like our seed thoughts and our seed mantras and our affirmations. It's like the mood has its phases. It's 28 day phase. We don't know it. we want everything to pop tomorrow because we, we, we got so accustomed to AOL instant messaging system, but that's not mm-hmm. it. Like if you're not instant messaging with your guides, you don't know that real now feeling, you know? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of grand scale global hardships can be prevented if we recognize the now they began and realize that it takes momentum and many moon cycles and many sun cycles before it hits critical mass. Mm-hmm. And so now with people going inward, it's the first time in my nearest generation when we went mm-hmm. inward and we were able, and then our elders' generation, we were all talking at the same time. Normally, we're all over retreated, and now we're all over to converse. So even the confronting conversations that frankly, and pardon for your podcasters, but it fucking sucked. Yeah. Everything about yes. anyone saying anything during the pandemic just was horrible. It was so so much to get through,
1: so much to get through,
0: but it it pushed me into a place of being a spiritualist where I was like, if I'm genuinely going to be a medium and be a public medium, I have to be as close to non-judgmental as I can be. Mm-hmm. Which means that I've got to activate this Christ consciousness thing. I've got to activate this Baptist mentality. I have to mm-hmm. honor the fact that people's white ancestors come to me and apologize for racism. Hear that again? I have white clients whose ancestor came through, described this man to the nine, and love him, and apologize before he was spoke to her. He goes, "I." He wants me to tell you what he's telling me up to me,
1: mm-hmm. and I felt
0: like Whoopi Goldberg and Ghost because I was like, I was like. I was like, he was a pastor and predominantly a lot of his church was black. And she was like, (gasps) I was like, he's apologizing to me. And then what shit you nothing, Maddie? What was it? Four days later, LA Black Lives Matter. So him apologizing was for what was coming. And it's like, those spirits are all in a place of reconciliation and reparations and getting it together. The moment we leave our body, if we go to the light, wherever our path is, We most likely get an instant knowing of, oh, this is where I messed up. This is where I could have been a little better. This is where I actually did hurt people. So -hmm. when they come back, they want to care for folks. I'm not saying everyone's ancestor who may have a descendant here acting out violence is going to apologize for that person. They apologize to me. Mm -hmm. I've met other mediums that are women of color that don't have that experience. They can't even read for white people. You know, it's due to the present connection and can like what's happening. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't ask them to, I wouldn't force them to. There are situations in which it's not fair for the reader or the listener, the intuitive listener to overindulge what's Mm -hmm. going on. People have to action themselves. And so I rest so much in my ensemble, oric amplification. I rest in the listening and the giving people space. Mm -hmm. And with that Gemini Chiron, knowing to not, you're not going to burn me at the stake. For saying the shit that you're you're not you're not saying. I did that all in middle school. I will not get got in my 30s. I'm good.
1: I learned that lesson. And you know, it's so I just want to like metabolize everything you just said. That was a lot. Uh, Drink some water. I'm sorry. No, this is why I said I'm like, I'm just here to hold space because I know that you and your guides have something to pour through and the things that are standing out to me, what you just said, that like your role, it takes a lot of Self agency, self awareness, self growth to learn how to just hold that space and be in that container and not feel like you like they said the Chiron Gemini that you have to like fix everyone or give everyone the directive or you can give them a a next step or you can give them the the mirror. But I think that what you provide to it sounds like of also you're this like bridge. It sounds like a lot of different people at this intersection of different identities can like sit with you from the astral realm or the physical realm. And like, I always think about people's like container, like how strong is it? And I think your container seems like it can just hold such solid ground for people to like figure out what they need as the next step. But your role, I love that you said the auric amplifying, I I can't even do a good job with it. There's a lot of problems in the spiritual industry. We can talk about that if we want, but like a lot of people think that they have to like fix people or be perfect or show them this perfect path, the 12th step path to like figuring out your stuff. And I love that you're just holding this space and like letting people get what they need to out of it and trusting their higher self, trusting their guides to then take them on the next step if they need to. It's being really like rock steady in yourself and your center. And I think that allows different types of people to come to you and get what they need. And I'm I'm imagining that it protects your energy too. Like you said, you're like, I have that It's not a people pleasing thing because it's a different nervous system response. Like I can tune into people's energy and want to help them, but you're not in this like reactive, like, let me go in and try and like change everything about you or judge you or do that. It, It just feels very like clear projections, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like you're just sitting there and holding that space and that's hard to do on the human level.
0: It means that you might get confronted with, as you said, the keyword, word, which is projections. And if when we're holding space, we might get confronted with all of the blockages we have to receiving someone's truth. And when the history that we all walk with has nothing to do with the person in front of us. So how many arguments would we not have had if we didn't have the history of the, I didn't get to say it then? And then the pattern repeats itself with someone a little more formidable for me. It's what makes really great artists and actors that could be in that container, being that rock city. It's also what makes really great politicians. And it's why people assume that these people are lying all the time. How could they sit at the table with this other person? It's the antithesis of them.
1: Because there
0: is no antithesis.
1: Mm. at the soul level oh that part that part sorry everyone just listen to that part rewind listen back to that there's no antithesis at the soul level
0: at the soul level there isn't and i'm not someone who spiritually bypasses i take every step into occasion i humble myself before what's occurring and i make sure that when i communicate and i say this respectfully I'm not like i know that i know that is such a like a little like a flick now saying respectfully it's like it's a flick but i say respectfully i bring everybody up to my level i'm not higher than anybody but i'm not lowering myself to mm. places that i've evolved from and everyone who has evolved from something more than i have my elders my mentors the coaches i pay they bring me to their level and I'm not always able to be there at their level, but there are things that are in my level. They're not always always able to be. So then you realize yeah. the levels change per consciousness, per gift set, per core competency, per how the person shows up in the world. Majority of the way, I happen to show up in the world majority on a spiritual tip. Mm-hmm. But my, I'm not here to be a preacher. I'm here to be a really great co-parent to whatever is going on in a given space. Co-parent, partner collaborator, but I I am not your preacher. Mm -mm. And I'm not going to ever tell someone that their wrong was right. But I'm also not going to shame them in their wrong. I'm going to help them unpack their wrong. And if they can't unpack their wrong, or if we reach a level in the unpacking where it's like, okay, we hit a wild nerve, we back off, we leave it there. Come to me when you figure that nerve thing out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If you're my client, you have a you have a window to come to me. Mm-hmm. If you're not my client, it's like, just don't scream at me and you can come back whenever you want, but don't scream at me. Those are my one rules. Like, don't These scream on so me.
1: Don't scream you know? at me. Don't scream. Don't vomit mm-hmm. all of your, your stuff on me. That is really profound. I just hope that I imagine someone's listening to this right now who's starting maybe their path of wanting to be whatever we call it, a healer, teacher, facilitator, coach, mentor. Everything you're saying is to me is what's in the true fundamental core pillars of what you should be mm-hmm. working towards, which is I'm hearing things like working with elders in your field because we are at once, we at once know everything and we're on a remembering journey. And it's not about going to like fancy colleges, gain degrees, but there is so much value at sitting at the feet of elders, people who have walked this path before us. And it's at bringing you up to their level. And then you're going to have things they don't understand. And like you said, not being a preacher to someone or being like, look at me and my perfect shiny life and curated thing. It's like, no, like I'm here just to you co-parent, know, co-parent, co collaborate, co conspire with you. I'm right here offering that like right next to you, but I am going to make sure like, I'm not coming down to your level. I'm not sinking to that. I want to meet you here, which is where you deserve to be. And so many things we hit a nerve. That's not my, okay. That's a little out of my depth. It's for you to figure out now. Like, and if you're my client, I'll help you figure that out. And if you're a friend, like, I'm not going to let you, I'm not going to absorb all that from you. I don't know. There's just such great tools to navigate how to hold space for other people and how to expand in our own space holding like the things i'm hearing from you i just hope someone's like taking notes because this is really good like the stuff we don't always talk about in the industry of spiritual i want the industry but like there's so many people who want to go in the spiritual field they come out day one they don't have an elder i'm like you have to learn under someone it doesn't mean you have to pay have a ton to. of money or you don't have to go to a million different training programs but there's a reason like it's it's just the flow of life, like respecting those that come before us and like hearing their stories and, and sitting at their feet, getting those transmissions and so many things you're saying. I'm like, oh, listen, listen, listen everyone.
0: It's also really important. The distinction of the elder is it's not just a person who has more time because sometimes, you mm-hmm. know, we're prodigies, you're a prodigy, mm-hmm. but you just have a, a reverence thing. You, like you particularly, you and me have that reverence thing, but it's like, I'm pretty sure our teachers are like, no, they were fucking dope from day one. Oh, like, God. <laughs> but, like hot mess and like very human things. But when it came to like the gifts, dope. However, the body as it ages gives up things naturally. They teach that the in yoga teachers, they taught the Bible, the Quran. I've never read the Torah, but I hear they're similar. You know, there are Odus in in the Yoruba tradition, in the Ifar Yoruba tradition. Yoruba is a language. It's not a tradition. It's talked about globally, eventually every state of our life, like things just fall off. And the elders, there's a woman who's like, I think she's only been a medium for like maybe four or six years, but she's like almost grandma age, but because she's lived so much life, it's just so fast for her because the only thing she has left to listen to, the mechanics of her body can function this way. I'm happy. I'm shitting. I'm peeing. I'm eating. I'm hugging. I might sometimes be fucking and God's going to talk to me. And I love it because it's like, she's so fast. But even my guys were like, she's got a lot to learn though. But it's it's not saying that, you know, like a, it's like she's only been four years, but she got to drop a bunch of baggage that prevents her from mm-hmm. hearing them. So her clear audience is way clearer mm-hmm. because she can listen. I don't know about her site, right? But I just mean like, it's. I'm not like X-Men greeting her. I just mean like, I love the idea that, what I witnessed in 2020 was people that are at different ages, like the women, the elder women who watched me. They didn't teach me when I was a kid. No one taught me anything. They observed and kept me out of trouble. Mm. And if I wanted to send psychic little things, they would acknowledge them, which is all you need to do to a child. Mm-hmm. Acknowledge it. When I wanted to be an artist and sing and do your good man, Charlie Brown, they came to the show, acknowledged mm. it. And so as an adult, I mean, I'm not, I have to create my own content. In creating my own content, my hope is that I understand myself when I forget I understand myself. So the remembering, like you said, because I don't feel better than anybody. What I do feel is better knowing of myself every moment that I'm willing to sit with myself and then do the thing
1: and follow through. Mm, mm. Sit with yourself, know yourself, the follow And then follow through. through. And then
0: rest off, let faith do the rest of the things. Okay, I did this thing, and there'll be weird things. But when you want to tell a story and entertain it and have a budget, you're now back in Excel, Google Docs, answering
1: right. emails on time. Mm-hmm. The balance of like that divine feminine, receptive, sitting, nurturing, creating, being one with the universe, but then being in that like sacred masculine, like get up, do, go, do inspired action, do the thing. Like, like I think sometimes we do get hung up on one or the other, obviously. And our yeah. society for so long was in that like, quote unquote, like more conditioned masculine space of go, go, go do. And now a lot of us are like returning to our feminine regardless of gender, but we all need to remember what you're saying. It's like, sometimes like you got to get up and do the thing. Cause that's how we're going to hold that space and be that agent for change that you're meant to be is sometimes get up, do the thing. And sometimes it's making a spreadsheet, sometimes it's making a phone call, but that that's such an important part of this too. I think is remembering that, that action.
0: Did you know that Cicely Tyson identified with being highly intuitive?
1: No, like
0: integratedly, like she listened to her spirit. No. We, you, and I need to read or or like Audible yes. her book as I am because it just flashed in front of me, and I was like, "Got it." Okay,
1: I'm receiving that. But
0: I'm, I was meant to say, Cicely Tyson. I hear you. I thank you for being an early ancestor. You are wonderful. I was just meant to like be reminded of that really fast. And I was like,
1: got it done. I'm also not going to ignore like that kind of homework assignment. I'm like, okay, when Cicely Tyson comes through? I'm like, I'm literally going to go download it on Libro well, right after this. Yeah,
0: it wasn't, it wasn't her, but this like, it's just beam this book down. Okay.
1: Understood. Okay, Tom, reading a book, telling Maddie. Okay, let's segue this into a little bit of your birth chart. I've already read for you, but it was I do the want dopest,
0: it was <laughs> the dopest, reading I've ever had. In my life. It was so freaking awesome.
1: Oh my god, that's when we just like click, click, clack, clacked. And I, I'm not going to go in as deep as that chart reading because we went into some different, like whoa, multi dimensional places and time and space. But I do want to. What we like to do on Cosmic RX is. Yeah. Like highlight parts of your chart so people can see themselves in you. You know, we all have a chart, we all have an assignment and it's just to me of how we use it. You know, how much awareness, how much consciousness do we give our divine assignment? And then we live in this like spectrum of mm-hmm. like high, low consciousness, high, low frequency. And that could be, we could run that spectrum from high to low in a day. Like, it's not like, oh, you get in the high spot, you stay there forever, but it's about having the awareness of, you know, your soul purpose of the octaves of your own chart and how to live with them to do what your soul came here to do, to do it with, I hope would be the most grace and ease. And what I hope would be to do it for the most people, for the greatest impact on our collection.
0: That's the part right that's there. That's the
1: part. We're here to be of service, sweeties. That's what we're here for. Capricorn <laughs>
0: Amanda, my best friend, your Capricorn Amanda hit me with Because I was like, she made me write my bio and I was, I had taken something out. She was like, you didn't say how many people you taught. And I was like, you mean like per class? She was like, in total. And I was like, who does that? She was like, every public speaker ever. That's how they get paid. They say how many people they've been in service to, or they say like, my goal in life is to teach 7 million people how to touch their heart. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. She's like, you need to do it. And I'm like, ugh.
1: No, why I love you and why I respect you so much is I'm that person, I'm always like words. I hate, I love words. I hate words. I I love playing with words, but I hate the ones we're always saying and like the spiels and the shticks and the things and the bios and the, eh, and like, right. Like even talking for you, I'm like, how do I put this being into words? Your bio is amazing. Can I buy it? Work out a deal. I work out a
0: deal. (laughs) Can I fly
1: it back? I love. A few months back, you reminded me you had. What was it? Your spiritualist alibi, or (laughs) and you were like, and you literally put in the bio. You were like, anyone would tell me not to have this as my bio, but fuck it. And I was like, or something like that. Yeah, this is another reason. Like, I'm just falling in love with you over and over and over again over here. And so yeah, so I love that. But I think that again, being of service, why we're here to do the things we're meant to do. And your chart to me, I mean, there's so many beautiful things, but I obviously want to start it off with your son. Obviously, Leo rising, not just a name, but an embodiment, a lifestyle, a divine calling an anointing. Let's, let's talk about your Aquarius sun. There's so much I could talk about that because this is, I think what you were feeling last year, 2020 felt like I see very visual things in people's charts. And it felt like when I met with you, you were going through like one of those superhero movies when they're training and they're in that montage and they're getting ready. Like they don't know what they're getting ready for, but they're all on the Island and they're practicing and they're like, whoo, 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 like practicing all their skills because something really big is coming. And I think, that in some ways last year was that, but really more importantly, this year of 2021 is a year of like great synthesis for you. You have your sun in Aquarius, your Mercury's in Aquarius. You are one of the most Aquarius archetypes that I've ever seen in action, like how you think, how you move. Aquarius is the visionary Aquarius is the revolutionary, the cosmic revolutionary. Actually, when I didn't even know that was the name for the Aquarius archetype when I like started a cosmic revolution, but like duh. And for you, it's about the person who like wants to leave the world better for not only the people there, more equity, more equality, but also for the seven generations to come. Like Aquarius is like, that's how big that vision is. And I always say that Aquarius is like. The alien angel archetype, when you said the alien of the family, it's like you're just from a different place. You have a different higher mind. Aquarius is the water bearer, but we know it's not a water sign, it's an air sign, but it's the water of your higher mind, like that place where not the everyday thoughts. That's like the Gemini thoughts. Like, what am I doing? Where am I going? Where are my emails? Aquarius is like, whoa, up here. Like, why are we here? What's going on? How can we do this better? And you have to be plugged into a spiritual Aquarius is to me, it's like the people, the architects, the architects for our society, energetic architects, because we can't see where we're trying to go, the rest of us. We're all just here trying to take care of each other, ourselves, survive, live, whatever we're doing on earth. And Aquarius is up there like, hey, I see a better way for us. It's a little far out, but I'm going to blueprint how we can get there. And I'm not going to stop until we... So we do that. And when you look at like famous Aquaria, like that's what they do. Like they kind of think about things a different way, but in the moment they can seem very detached or like out there because everyone's like, what are you talking about? Like,
0: <laughs> Which famous Aquarii are you mentioning?
1: Oh my God. Because
0: like the ones who have my birthday, uh, they're kind of like not doing anything.
1: Oh no. Who are they? <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, they're doing stuff. They're very local. So I'm going to, I'm not going to like redact how I, I'm going to redact how I said it. I'm unaware if they are right. I should do better research. Uh, I have two boy band members. Oh. (laughs) I have Joey Fatone and Lance Bass. Oh. Is it Lance? No, not Lance Bass, Nick Carter. I'm sorry. Joey Fatone and Nick Carter.
1: Okay. They need to step up their Aquarius game. Um, I don't know what they're doing. They could be doing private stuff. Maybe, maybe, very in, maybe behind the scenes, yes. Yeah. Maybe behind, well, so that's also Aquarius can be very aloof, obviously. But I think that you know, and we all have the shadow and the light within it, us. Like shadow, like, Rick Ross. Shadow, shadow is Rick Ross. Maluma. I love that. Oh my god, you, I love how you're like I literally have the shadow list ready to go. Um,
0: and then the other actor is Elijah Wood, which I thought was really cool because I loved him as a kid.
1: I mean, remember North i
0: wanted everything he did i wanted to be his little brother but now i know we should have been twins
1: birthday twins and that soul connection but yeah i was thinking of you know aquarius rosa parks angela davis i'm like okay so many february audrey lord well february aquarius yeah so early february even charles darwin i'm like yeah you were on some different level of information like you're not like everyone like i just imagine like being friends with these people and you're like We're just hanging out, chit chatting about the weather, and there's like, what if we came from gorillas? (laughs) I was like, what the fuck is
0: Charles on right now? What if we came from gorillas? Um,
1: (laughs) what? So that is, I think, that visionary, you know, element of you, but also the community end. Even like you said that your work, you like to do it in the assembly. Aquarius is two funny things: is like you get your fuel from group and the harmony and the orchestra and the collaboration and the weaving, like you said, that's how you get fuel. But at the same time, you also need your own space and to step back. Read me. <laughs> <laughs> Read me. Again, like you're an alien. So at some point you're like, I'm going to go back into my pod and recharge. And I say this often on this podcast, but that's that Aquarius, like I'm here for humanity through and through. That's what I am here for. But uh-huh. humans... You drive me fucking crazy sometimes and I need to like dip out.
0: Humans can literally make me like, just be like the toilet. If I just drop my head in there for a while. Oh my
1: goodness. Oh my goodness. So, and that with like, you have that sun, mercury thing going on. So whenever I see sun, mercury isn't the same sign for someone. I usually imagine there's some sort of like channel or very creative. Like they have access to like, Mercury is thoughts It is communication mm-hmm. It's travel But I always think of it too As It's how we process information So it's also how we process Extrasensory Perception And so the fact that You have your sun And Mercury in Aquarius That's why when I saw That first time I talked to you I'm like okay Who are you talking to Who are your guys How often do you talk To your guys who are You said who like? are the
0: aliens And I was like alien like, <laughs>
1: you know, I was like Who's the aliens you're talking to And I was like Do you think I'm crazy now And you're like It was like pause You're like no I totally know <laughs> So all of that, I think that because we have Jupiter in Aquarius this year, I and mean, we it's Saturn to Aquarius, you're gonna be called to work. Like Saturn's like, okay, like you've been training for this. Like no hiding, no playing small. Nope, bigger, no. more. And then Jupiter is all that faith and expansion. And so I imagine when you said writing before, I was like, yeah, Jupiter on your Mercury. Your writing is gonna feel so expansive to you, so prolific, and there's gonna be so much abundance for you to tap in to yeah. that like money, money I'm talking about, and I have also, a lot of support
0: right now, yeah, okay,
1: and like think this is a go time for you, like I really. Want you to feel really supported in that, especially because even though we're in a year of really strong Aquarius energy, the Astro Twins, like I heard them say, they're like, we're not just in like the age of Aquarius or the year of Aquarius. We're just like in the decade of Aquarius. It's going to be an Aquarius like 10 year stint right now to get us like we have things to do that are very Aquarian, like we need to fix ourselves and we need to come together and remember that we are a collective and like self-care is great, but community care is actually Mm -hmm. hello, like the next step, like caring about not just yourself and we need to create new systems and structures and ways of being. And that's why we need that Aquarius energy. So it's like you stepping out every step you're going to take in those gifts, I imagine is going to be rewarded, you know, a thousand fold back to you.
0: I really appreciate you saying that. It's been, um, it's raw. A lot of people, hold on. I'm being shown baking. I get mm. really insecure baking because baking is mm. tied to my great grandmother, mm. Mary, Mary London. I was getting shown when I was a kid. I was so clear about baking with her, like how to do it because I was, mm. she was showing me, do this, do this, do this. And I'm baking on my own and I'm not we're never on our own you know but it's definitely like the brownie mix I made the other day was really a smoothie and I was like ooh (laughs) you know Uh. stick to videos kid
1: (laughs) Well, that'd be annoying if you're too good at everything, but I'm sure that's gonna keep coming to you. But one of the you know last things that I want to speak about your chart because I know we again I'm having you on the podcast talk about your chart, but I also knew the big part of the podcast was gonna be the things that you had to tell us and tell me, and I am just so lit up from our conversation. I do wanna—I was looking at like your Mars and some things in your chart, and I imagine and you kind of confirm what I said, but you you have a lot of things similar to me. Do you mind if I mention your Mars? Yeah, yeah, and Sag. Okay, so Mars and Sag in your chart is the way you express your energy. It's after you go after things you want. It's it's your drive. It's your willpower. It's like it's like your mojo. It's very sexy. It's very erotic. It's very like so eros. If you're erotic. teaching, like they're like life force energy, and it's in Sag and Sag just like wants. It's fire. It, like you fly. The more you travel, the more you expand your mind. The more like like philosophy and plane tickets like turn you on. It's, like, <laughs> let's talk about like real things in life and let's go places and try things. And it's really playful to Mars and Sag. It's like very, I always say it's like very flirtatious. Like people just think you're flirting with them. Even if you're like, no, I'm just like, Checking out at Rite Aid, and someone's like, nope. "Why are you flirting that person?" You're like, "That's just how I do." Like, they I have a cute telling-
0: nose, like nose. Right, like are I had to
1: tell them they have a button nose. Okay, <laughs> it's a button nose. It's highly desirable and amazing and adorable, and I want to eat it. And like, no, but I don't want to like hook up with that person. I'm just that's how I am. That's your Mars and Sag. It's really like effervescent. It's really expansive, but it's interesting because we have the South Node in Sag is going on mm. right now until january 2022 so there's certain elements especially wherever we have sag in our chart they're going to feel a little like stuck especially sag sag wants to fly wants to travel so for the next until january you know of the next year like this is a time for you to work and to bloom and to expand in things but it's almost going to be doing it in like i don't want to say a stuck way but like at Mm -hmm. home or more limited because then you know, north node switches, you're probably going to be like global jet setting all over, but you're kind of paving things now. You're putting down work, even something, writing a book. Like it's hard to write a book when you're like living that jet set life. So I would say lean into that Gemini energy for the next year, local community, local things around you, writing pen to paper, speaking, publishing. And then when that Sag energy hits, you can go. What I mean, yeah. all over the world. loom Timbuktu, LA, London, like, it, there might be moments where you feel a little stuck, because that Mars and Sag does not, like, not feeling like that freedom to go and move, but it is. It's happening for you, and you know this, but I just wanted to point that out.
0: Thank you. I'm really feeling that. So, I know that my, all of the collectives, Gemini North node, because my North node's in Pisces, which I love, because I grew up with a Pisces stellium, and I have Venus in Pisces. I mean, no other placement has the acronym VIP. <laughs> so... Just letting you all know who fall in love with me and actually want to shoot their shot, VIP.
1: VIP yep. status.
0: Before you come to me, you need to figure out your devotion to like Lakshmi, Oshun, mm-hmm. or some sort of love energy before you come to me because VIP status. You're so right because the the Gemini collective communicativeness is really about me wanting to create with others. Mm-hmm. And I,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm i training myself and my creations to not create for others. I create for myself and God, mm-hmm. my, my experience of the cosmos. It has things color out of me. And I include others in that. Mm -hmm. And if somebody asks me to be a part of their production, they're creating for themselves and they've included me as an ingredient. And that's been miles and miles of like innovative for me, even though I'm like, I feel like the rising side is like such a safe place where there's like the absence of ego. So Mm -hmm. it's my, my ego manifests as like, Oh, how dare I put myself in front of the collective
1: when Mm -hmm. they're suffering,
0: (laughs) you know what I mean? They're suffering. They're freaking. dummies (laughs) dummies <laughs> how dare I put myself in front of the dummies and that's that was like my ego at its worst in my early 20s like these people are just not getting it and then I learned it's not that no one's not getting it like that's horrible um there's so much that you don't get and mm-hmm. what's the what, what was the thing you hated most being called stupid I hated being called stupid mm. so I I Fix that, fix that. And then I learned how that everyone has different communication styles and I'm very protective of people maintaining their pigeon, maintaining mm. their patois, their dialects, mm. speaking every other language, but English. I'm like, I'm telepathic, mm. AKA I'm, I'm patient. I will take your time, struggle. I definitely think that that's that Mercury, Mercury sun conjunction. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think the Mercury is opposite something that I found really interesting.
1: What is it? I mean, Mercury is opposite all of your, your Leo, you're rising. <laughs>
0: yeah so it's it, it i think that's what the compliments of making me what to my earlier statement of like writing my own stories it's like i'm working through not feeling self-indulgent yeah
1: that's that's a beautiful balance of that because you're doing it for the collective so that's a beautiful understanding the balancing the harmonizing of those two energies yeah. okay well leo rising this was amazing I, the last thing I'm going to say is, and you know this already, because your Pisces stellium knows it before you know it, but this summer, summer of love, if you want. If My you
0: want. mom said that. My mom called me out of nowhere, and she was just like, why do you like these type of guys? You Look for the tweet. I'm not going to say it on the podcast. And she goes, I was like, why are you asking me that? And I think she saw the Chet Hanks tweet or something, because she was like, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mom's like, no. mm better, more, raise your standards. I love moms. So yeah, this summer, you know, all that Jupiter's going to Pisces and your Pisces is just going to be lit up North node, Venus, especially. And that's going to give you a good sneak peek for whatever is coming in 2022 when Jupiter stays in Pisces. So I just wanted to leave you with that because that's like a yummy little like nibble. That's just like a little like treat, a candy wrapper to like open up later and be like, Ooh, This is going to be sweet and delicious. (laughs) Maybe I'll Um,
0: write myself a rom-com.
1: Ooh. Well, it's as your North note. It's your destiny line too. So it's like big, something like big about love. It's like summer of love, but in like a big life-shifting way. I need to write it. Okay. Well, you heard it here first. So Leo Rising, thank you for taking time. How can people find you? They want to like get more of this, which I highly recommend they do.
0: Oh, please. They all can find me in, try to find me in your dreams first. So make sure. No, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. <That's>
0: never <laughs> try to find me in your dreams first and make sure I'm the right energy for you. Cause <laughs> she's a lot. I love Instagram at Leo rising official. I love clubhouse. I wish we, we can do it. Can we do like an Instagram live about my feelings on clubhouse? Maddie? Let's do that. I think clubhouse will have no competitors. That will be successful. And I think it's the future of audio. And I think it, it's a really great place right now if you can be on it. And that's Leo Rising eight for Final Fantasy Eight. Do your research, do your due diligence and not I don't have time. And my website is still down. My IMDb is hidden. <laughs> but if you ever want to connect with me to aid you in collaborating, or you'd like to audition me, or you just you know just book me for for readings and support, you can do that via the Instagram. Honestly, you can schedule via Instagram. You can
1: email me. Yeah, yeah. and Columbia slide into his DMs and give him that narrative storytelling healing degree just give
0: me the just give me the degree like what just
1: you can find them just sign a dm with it it's cool
0: it's <laughs> like i was channeling half the message and i was like did they really just did y'all really and it, it's such the the book is so clinical but it needs some pizzazz i need to contribute to that textbook
1: i need some of this some of this all right oh you are so magical thank you so much
0: i love you so thank much. you
1: thank you